Another haunting production from your friends at Scario.com. Hi there, this is Gunnar Quaylen, and today's podcast is about premature burial, being buried alive. These stories are from the Evening Standard, Greater London, England, from the 22nd of September, 1898. So some of these ideas may not be the same as today, but the reality they lived with and the horror that existed then will become apparent as you hear the story. Life is not so unbearable as to be parted with willingly, much less when one is still alive, but in a temporary state of muscular and nervous paralysis. To be buried alive is, beyond doubt, the most fearful fate that can possibly befall a human being. The very mention of it is enough to make the blood run cold and the heart beat more softly in dread anticipation. It is a fate to which we are all liable and it is to be greatly feared that the number of victims of premature burial is larger than is generally supposed. The number of cases of burial alive known in our country is very small, but it is not to be believed that from this fate the British people are peculiarly privileged. Some dozen years ago, a young man of 25 was pronounced to have died after two days' illness. The usual preparations were made for burial, and in due time, the funeral took place. Then, the deceased man's wife was seized with the idea that her husband had been buried alive, and to prove the falsity of her fears, the partially filled up grave was opened and the coffin broken into. The supposed dead man was found alive, greatly exhausted by his struggles, but with sufficient strength to declare that he was alive, not dead. His story was a grim one, possessing a terrible fascination as being the account of the fate which might befall any reader. Though unable to speak or move a muscle, he had retained consciousness throughout his supposed death. He had been fully aware of the proceedings of the undertaker, of the donning of the shroud, of being placed in the coffin, and had listened to the reading of the burial service fully conscious of the fearful fate awaiting him, but without the power to utter a single sound or make the slightest movement. Lying in the grave, his thoughts grimly wandered to his companions on either side, and he wondered whether they too had been buried alive. Was there such a thing as death, he asked himself, or mere conscious paralysis of the body? Suddenly, a muscle twitched, and a minute later he was awake from his trance, struggling for breath. He had determined to die calmly, but nature was too strong for him, and in the narrow cell he fought as man can only fight for life. Then came the happy deliverance of which account has already been given. More unfortunate, however, was an elderly Irishman. His coffin had been lowered into the grave and the first shovelful of earth thrown upon it when a noise was heard proceeding from the coffin itself. After the first surprise had passed, the coffin was raised to the surface and opened, with the horrifying discovery that the man had undoubtedly been buried alive. The body was found face downwards, having in its desperate struggle to escape turned right over. He was an extremis mortis, and his black, livid features unquestionably pointed to death by suffocation. 
A terrible case of premature burial was reported a short time ago from Dussard, Haute-Savoie, France. A woman named Rassat had been pronounced dead, and her coffin had been lowered into the grave and a little earth thrown on the lid when the mourners retired, leaving the sexton to fill up the grave. While doing so, he heard a knocking inside the coffin. Calling an assistant, the two men listened to the noise for some time before they did anything, and then, instead of immediately breaking open the coffin, they went to report to the authorities. The curé of the parish was the first to arrive, and all he did was to bore a few gimlet holes in the lid, fearing to proceed further without legal authority. Three hours after the noise in the coffin had been first heard, permission was obtained to open the coffin. By that time, the noise had ceased, but the face of the dead woman was observed to be flushed and the eyes half-opened. After a further incomprehensible delay of six hours, a doctor arrived and on examination declared that Madame Rassat was dead, but had not been so more than six hours, so that she was alive at the time the coffin was opened. There seems to be little doubt that Bishop, the celebrated thought reader, was dissected alive. He was subject to cataleptic fits after particular mental exertion, the heart ceasing to beat and his limbs becoming rigid, though during the attacks he was fully conscious of all that was going on around him. So conscious was he of the danger to which these attacks subjected him, that around his neck he always wore a ticket wearing the warning, Pray, see that I am not buried alive. But, despite this precaution, a more horrible fate was probably his. He was reported to have died suddenly in America, and his medical attendants, anxious to discover if his gift of clairvoyance was due to a peculiar formation of the brain, dissected his head before the body was cold. It was generally believed afterwards that Bishop had indeed been dissected alive, and while he was fully conscious of what was being done to him. Such instances could be enumerated ad nauseum. Some years ago, a graveyard in Holland was removed to another site, and over one half percent of the corpses examined gave indications of having been buried alive, and subsequently awakened in their coffins, as shown by the positions of the bodies. Not long ago, a burying ground not far from Paris was exhumed, and of the 500 coffins examined, nine of the inmates were found to have been buried alive. In each instance, the corpse had either partly or wholly turned around in its narrow shell. The fingernails were dug deep into the flesh, the tongue bitten through, and the drawn features of the face all showed how horrible is the agony of those buried alive. Dr. Lee Guerin, an authority on the subject, has collected 2,300 cases of burial alive, and he estimates the number of premature burials in France every year at two per thousand, though other experts place it at a much higher figure. This is undoubtedly a small proportion, but when it is remembered that 800,000 people die and are buried annually in France, the figures assume a startling importance. At this estimate, 1,600 persons are buried alive every year, over four a day. The same percentage on the half million deaths per annum in England. 
and the million deaths in the United States form a total appalling in the immensity of suffering and anguish. Several inventions have been patented to enable persons buried alive to communicate with the outer world on awakening from their trance in the grave. One of these consists of a button on the inside of the coffin, situated immediately over the breast of the apparently dead person. If the unfortunate corpse comes to life and begins to breathe, the expansion of the chest presses the button upwards, which rings an alarm bell in the office of the cemetery. A more fantastic idea is that of a coffin fitted with springs, so that the slightest indication of returning to life causes the lid to fly open and release the victim. Stimulants and food the resurrected corpse would find by his side, together with a bell, the ringing of which would immediately summon the sexton to the vault. Fear of being buried alive has caused several well-known persons to direct peculiar precautions to be observed on their death. Lord Lytton, the novelist, ordered his doctor to run a needle through his heart in order to remove all possibility of his being buried alive. The Honorable G. W. Bentinck, dying in 1887, bequeathed 50 guineas for watchers around his coffin for three days and nights. Edmund Yates of the World directed that immediately after his death his jugular vein should be opened by a doctor, to whom he left twenty guineas as a fee, and then that his body should be cremated. M. Alfred Nobel, the inventor of dynamite, directed that after his death his veins were to be opened, and that after this had been done, and distinct signs of death attested by competent physicians, his body should be cremated. But in the vast majority of cases, no precautions are taken against premature burial, though it is now almost universally admitted by experts that the only absolute sign of death is advanced decomposition, and until the signs of apparent death are more clearly distinguishable from actual disease, the danger of burial alive will remain. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from Scario.com. Copyright 2022, Scario.com. Some content used with permission from various authors. 